Brad Hort talks sci-fi and magicians. Welcome back to Phil Room, folks. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom Podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. Welcome back to Fillory. And the underworld and Earth and the library and everywhere else in between. Oh, the Mirror Realm also. The Mirror oh, Bridge. Oh, yes. yes. Let's not forget the Mirror Realm. And in case you are trapped in the Mirror Bridge, we hope you get out. But we've got great news. The Magicians has officially been renewed for the fourth season. Yay! 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 Uh, like I, I was so excited when they posted this and somebody had asked um, one of the, the creators of the show, um, was it Sarah Gamble? Mm-hmm. Like what they were going to do once they ran out of like, like stuff from the books, like, cause I guess maybe they, they're really ramming through all of it. And Sarah Gamble was like, she's just going to keep going. And if you know, like Sarah Gamble's origin, she used to work with uh, supernatural that show's still going. It's been on for 13 seasons. So like, I'd be happy to watch the show for 13 seasons. Hey, I'm fine with it. I think there's a lot to go with. Uh, just tons of stuff. Tons and tons. Oh, absolutely. And this week, we are running a little bit late on dropping this episode. But, you know, hey. we Stefan, we thanks. Have... Well, they actually didn't drop it for us until the day of. Right. I guess because the show. Like, some really cool stuff happened in the episode. And I guess they didn't want things to get spoiled like too far out. And that happens. So I, I understand. I understand. Yeah, that happens from time to time. We had that happen with Winona Earp a couple times. and Yeah. Uh, yeah, Van Helsing also. But yeah, mm-hmm. we didn't get a chance to record on Thursday, so we're doing it on Friday. So there you go. Yay! Awesome. But before we jump into everything, just want to remind everybody to check us out over at purefandom.com. You can find our full playlist of recaps and interviews over there and at SoundCloud.com as well. Also, be sure to check out some other of the great writers over at Pure Fandom. If there's a show or movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can they get people reach us? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Jindev. He's Brad ZB. Be sure to follow at Pure Fandom as well. Just keep up to date on the latest articles that have been posted. You can also follow Pure Fandom on Facebook. And you know what else is on Facebook, Brad? Uh, there are groups about librarians on Facebook. Really? Yeah. Like um, crazy librarians, naughty librarians, all kinds of librarians. I'm sure that's in there. <laughs> uh, well, if you go to Bretton Court Talk Peer Fandom Podcast Group, you can find us talking about the magicians there or um, Black Panther because we just are obsessed with it. Or like any, uh, it's a bunch of other movies and things coming. Apparently, Infinity War is dropping a couple of weeks early. I guess they were so pumped after T'Challa kind of conquered the box office. They were like, okay, you want some more T'Challa? We'll give you more T'Challa. I'm ready for it. Let's go. All righty. Yeah. That'll be great. Let's see it. Absolutely. Also, if you are a fan of Van Helsing, one of Sci-Fi's other shows, we have a group dedicated just to Van Helsing. Uh, and like we have a nice group over there. We like to chat and post things. Sometimes the actors will drop by and post things. And they started shooting, I believe, last week. Mm-hmm. And the showrunner, he's been posting some behind-the-scenes things on the Twitter page. Um, so I'm just going to try to see what I can get as he's dropping that. If you're not on Twitter, I'll make sure that you can see it in the group. Awesome. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great stuff out there. Can't wait for that season. And also yeah. on a show that we used to cover like years ago, and in case you were wondering whatever happened to it, Wayward Pines is not coming back for a third season. Just saying. 
I think we all kind of figured that out, Brad. It's been that's why I kind of laughed when you posted that. Well, it had been two years since it aired, and it was kind of they drugged the second season out also. And I was like, yeah, it's not coming. I didn't think it was, but yeah, no. But you never know. Look, X Files is back. This is true. <laughs> there, there have been Stranger Things that have happened in life. Oh, Stranger Things. Uh, that's a totally different thing. But we're here to talk about the magician. So, what was this episode about? Okay, well, this episode was episode 308, Six Short Stories About Magic, and it was fantastic. Uh, it was directed by Sally Richardson Whitfield, and it was written by Sarah Gamble, who also created the show, and John McNamara. It's time for another heist, and this might be my second favorite episode, period, point blank, all time, point blank. There's something about heist, I don't know. I just like that stuff. Yeah, uh, Katie's friend Harriet has an unexpected connection to the library and the librarian. Mm-hmm. Penny meets some old friends in the underworld. Poppy has her priorities straight. <laughs> Alice may have sold out her friends. Julia and Finn connect and find some really fishy, something really fishy going on with the earthbound fairies who are following and serving Irene. Also, how about that magic dust, Brad? How about, how about that it? magic dust? It's not cocaine. Like you never. (laughs) (laughs) Clearly. Clearly. Uh, Yeah. So the extraction from very real magical creatures comes from fairies. Lovely. That's just wrong in so, so many ways. So is that what's going on? Is the fairy queen, um, you know, planting all these little fairy seedlings so that she can sell them out? Is that what's happening? Does the Fairy Queen know that the other realms are being taken over? That's my question. I feel like she's shady as hell, so. Well. Maybe. It seems Unless she doesn't know, and then she joins forces with uh, Margot and Elliot, and that's how they find peace. Or is she trying to build up her realm? We know that the fairies, we'll just jump straight into Fairyland, because why not? We know that Skye, the other fairy that they ran into, said... (laughs) doesn't think there are any other fairies left. Poor thing. her. So that would mean that they've been kind of hunting down all the fairies on Earth and taking care of them. Uh-huh. And so when I say taking care of them, I mean grinding them up and using them for little cocaine sniffers. Oh. Now, the fairies in Fillory, they don't have access to Fillory. So they don't know anything about it. So I don't think the queen, the fairy queen, knows anything about what's happening on Earth with the magic there. Does that make sense? I mean, because we never see the librarians in Fillory, so. This is true. And through the whole entire thing that we find out with Harriet, Harriet was trying to find Fillory when she was a young child, but was never able to get there. And we know no one else is really trying to get there either. So I think it's kind of like shut off. You know, it's a little, they don't know about it. The Fairy Queen, if she finds out, would would be upset. But then again, maybe she does know, and that's why she's growing more fairies. Right. Like, I, I don't know where she stands at this point. As far as so far, we know that she's shady as hell because she's been torturing my poor Margot and Elliot. But like it, it, it could go either way at this point. We're on what, episode eight. Mm-hmm. So we've got f- five more episodes left. About. But it seems like the fairy queen would have more magic on her side as a natural magical creature yeah. to be able to take anybody out who she needed to take out without having to build an army. Because, well, and she already had a pretty big army to start with. Remember the end of last season? Right. So it, I don't think she knows, honestly. That's, that's kind of where I'm going with. I'm, I'm leaning on that <sighs> camp. I don't think she knows. It's going to go down when she finds out. Right. 
So, yeah, the library is going to have some serious issues. So let's go on to Penny's story. Penny makes it to the underworld branch of the library, promptly Mm -hmm. escapes the library. Well, we know how we got down there. We never did get to see that stupid dragon. But we've seen dragons on the show before, so it's okay that they cheated us out of it this time. Like, we we got to hear it. Oh, yeah. We got to hear them. Did not sound like the other ones, so there we go. So we have temp housing in the underworld because the systems are still down. So Mm -hmm. their magical systems are down also. Yeah. Is that how you... But this is where I was a little confused about on how things are happening in the underworld. I thought magic was just shut down on the earth plane. No, 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 no. Because remember, Fillory isn't on the earth plane. And they've lost magic too, Uh, except for the magical creatures. I've been on a living plane. Why I don't see why I think the, I think it gets shut off everywhere unless you're a god or you were a magical creature already. Uh, you can't have magic. It's so they gone. Just, they just killed like it the, off. All the children of Earth ruined it for everybody. <laughs> Child of it, yeah, the few children of Earth ruined the whole entire thing. So okay, that makes sense. So the entire everybody has no magic whatsoever. Yeah. So now they can't um, look into their. Magical televisions in the underworld to watch Game of Thrones, and they have to trade with new people who end up in the underworld. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like give us information about Game of Thrones. What's happening? Yeah, because Pity's trying to find Benedict, and that's the only way he can fill anybody in. And if you watch Game of Thrones, it's very clear that Penny has never seen an episode. <laughs> well, he has not seen an episode, but maybe Margot. He's heard Margot and Elliot talking about the Queen with Adric. <laughs> right. I. And now there's, yeah, where do they all come from? I know, right? <laughs> That's the question. <laughs> um, yeah, but he finds poor little Benedict who's there and was all thrilled that Penny came for him. Well, yeah, he's the only one who actually cried when Penny died, so yeah, clearly. And, you know, he did have the key, but he said the library took it, and then Penny promptly dumps him and leaves him all there standing by alone. Poor thing. Poor Benedict. As Sylvia's waiting for him back at the library because she has pages. Oh, I love Sylvia. I was really bummed when she got killed off last season, mm-hmm. but it, it all comes around again. Like, this was her place in his story. And how did she know about it? Because she's read his whole book. Right. As it, Well, as things are being written, uh, yeah. we find out it is written. about Cassandra, yeah. who looks an awful lot like Alice. Yes, even though she's been around for thousands of years. And I don't get, why does she look like Alice? I don't know. Maybe Alice is a descendant of uh, whatever being this is. We know she was cursed by some god, maybe. She she hooked up with a guy that was a a god guy, and she was cursed with sight, and she became the oracle for the library. I love the fact that Sylvia was telling the story, and like Cassandra just kept correcting her. She got involved with a guy, God, and she got this gift, curse, (laughs) in the future. (laughs) So now she's writing the book. Like, didn't you um, really enjoy it that Penny kept interrupting her? And he, he was his usual snarky self. He learned nothing last season when he lost his hands. No, not at all. He just keeps on going. He was in a rush. He was in a rush. And she hands him the piece of paper, which is, you know, Poppy and Quentin sex scene. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I don't worry that. Poppy's on the way to, is working to get Q to go on the quest. Mm-hmm. I'm still curious what she's up to. Is there a- I have no idea. What, I don't think Poppy is up to anything at this point in time. I just think she is out 
for herself in surviving. Like she managed to get away from her her previous cursed key. <laughs> and she's just along for the ride at this point. And I guess she wants magic for herself. I guess she I think she's got some other stuff going on. I just don't know what it is yet. But she does tell Alice about the mirror bridge, and Alice isn't having anything to do with that because, you know, calculations and everything. Math. Mm-hmm. And as a result, Victoria is out without Alice there to help. Yeah, because it's not going to be stable. Now, in this little meeting that they had, it, Poppy did have a good question of just what is Harriet after? Because I mean, we really don't know. We kind of, you know, we find out later on. But Katie tells them about the bat- magic battery and tells the rest of them, you know. Right, the Alexandria cell. Right. And as a result, Poppy's... Uh, Steals Alice's Niffin notes, and Victoria opens up the mirror bridge. And while they're gone, she has to feed the sigils with her blood. Yeah. That's just rough. That's a lot of feeding. Yeah, well, sometimes magic is hard. Uh, Yes, very much so. Harriet uh, seems to know an awful lot about the library, to everybody's uh, surprise. She's been there once or twice. I'm at this point in time, I'm like, uh-huh. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Poppy. Like, I, that that, that kind of goes back to the whole structure of the episode where we got these bits and pieces where we had the six separate stories from different perspectives, different point of views, and then you got to see more and more information. So we're laughing about Harriet's little um, white lie at that point in time, but then we really found out what the truth was later. I just, I love the way this episode was structured. It was really cool. Well, that, yeah, that was the part that I loved about it too, is because Poppy and Q go off looking for the key, though if they can't find it, and then they cut and run. And because this is where Poppy goes, you know, this is what I'm here for to tell you to leave. And when they go to leave, they run into Alice, who's in the library. And you're like, how did Alice get in the wrong library? Uh-huh. And then Poppy and leaves. And you know Q is not leaving her. No, he's not. But Poppy leaves and tries to get Victoria to leave also. Yeah. So she didn't stick around for anybody. Uh, no. Like, she is very much about survival, which we've seen since the beginning. Right. Which then leads us to Alice's story. Mm-hmm. Where Harriet's telling Alice that the library buries the information and tells Alice about the battery, which uh, she doesn't think that anybody should have the power, even though she is very power hungry beforehand. Yeah. Because, you know, she wanted a magic. Well, why can't anybody else have it? Yeah, and that's been the whole thing. The library has been hoarding all this magic, and Harriet wants to share it. Right. Yeah, we know that, but Alice isn't thinking of a thing that should happen to it either. But Finn travels through the clock and shows up asking for a drink, and then sets Alice straight. Finn's daughter is gone forever, but what Alice lost is still out there, and all she has to do is go and torment a book drop to get it back. <laughs> this is true. That's pretty much it. I mean, that lightens it up for her, where she meets a head librarian and says she wants a library card, to finish her grand unified theory of magic. But the librarian gives her an offer, which is something to do with the keys, where I guess she wants to, you know, has to work at the library in order to do that. And yeah, they want to know about the, I guess, the quests and more information about her friends. So, like, Alice straight up sold out her friends. Did she really, though? Because she didn't have time to do anything. 
Well, I think she did because later they come for Penny, and I don't know how else they would know about Penny. I don't think Sylvia sold him out. I think Sylvia. But Sylvia, sold him I out. think Sylvia knew what was going to happen because she, of course, is wrecked his pages. No, well, Sylvia would have sold him out because she shut the door on him where he could have left. True. If she knew, she would have. You know, this is the second time I've saved your ass, but she could have done it before. So I don't think they got to the whole offer because the librarian left beforehand, before they got anywhere going there. Yeah. And that's when they run in, she runs into Q again, which oddly enough then takes us to Elliot and Mario on trial. And yeah, which is, though they're still alive, which is good, but they're soon to have a head in a basket, which isn't good. Not at all. Uh, Like, they're over it. (laughs) My favorite Elliot moment. What Fillory calls indoor plumbing on Earth, we would call war crime. (laughs) (laughs) And that's where we find out that the sloth took over. It was kind of hard to see for their vantage point, but, of course, Penny says, what did did he do in talking to a marsupial? Sloths are marsupials, just so you know. They have pouches. Yes, they do. They don't dart. (laughs) 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 We switch over to Finn's view, which is really fun, mm-hmm. because as Irene shows up to collect the favor from Julia, from the side effect that she's been taking the powdered fairy, Finn sees the fairy standing next to her, but is worried there are more of them since Julia said Penny saw some more when they were over at the house. Yeah. What did you think of Julia mentioning that if she uses her magic to help people, it grows? Like, I just think that is a part of her whole thing where, um, was it the lady underground? She was talking about how it was a seed of power. And as she uses it more, it kind of feeds it magic feed in itself. And so she's, she's able to do more basically. So when she's actually doing good things, it'll go, it'll grow. Not when she's just like, you know, creating smoke rings or whatnot. Right. Which she wants to go save the fairy because she just uh, figures out that the fairies are probably being held there against her will. Yeah, poor thing. She looked very miserable. And uh, she looked very different from how our usual fairy experiences are. Oh, exactly. And that's why Julia's performing the magic on Irene. Uh, Finn goes to talk to the fairy named Sky, and who wants to talk again tomorrow. So the next day they're out looking for her. And they find her trapped in this little operating room where she is missing a leg, and Julia finds the bottles that had the powder. Bum, bum, bum. So messed up. So I wonder how this whole thing is. She's still alive, so Finn will be able to get her out, but Julia can't help because she can't see her. I'm just trying to figure out how that whole thing works. Can she make a deal? I'll make you a quick deal with you. I'll help you out of the store if you, you know, let me see you. I, I, something like that is the sky allowed to make deals with them or something. That's, I'm I'm at a loss. I don't really know how that's going to work. I'm interested. I hope Sky you know holds on there for a while. Is Sky the only fairy left? If she's, I, I there's a whole thing going on there with Irene and the fairies that I just got to know about. Oh, for sure. But like it, it made me super nervous when we got to see how many vials they had at the library. Right, where did and they that come was probably from? like that's one, that's one suitcase. Right, that was yeah, just one suit, and they've been using magic the entire time. So where are the rest of them? Man, yeah, I'm so down with the idea that the fairy queen has sold out her people, and like she's just making a factory. So messed up. Uh, I don't. We'll find out. <laughs> 
next episode, maybe, or sometime this season, I'm sure. Okay, and then we get to the groundbreaking moment for the Rusty episode. Uh, yeah. So next we have the the segment for Harriet, Harriet's point of view. And the very cool thing about that is we actually got to see it and hear it from Harriet's point of view. Everything happened in ACL. There was absolutely no sound. And watching it, you, you, you kind of got pulled more so into the story and everything that was happening. Somehow it was a lot more effective than if they were... Speaking, or if you could hear everything, whereas Harriet can't hear anything at all because, of course, um, she's hearing impaired. I, th- I just think it took things to a whole other level. You know that thing where um, if you are missing a sense, you have to um, like like everything else is kind of uh, more. Right. Like if you can't hear or see, maybe your your t- maybe you, the way you taste things is more amplified, or the, the the way you can touch on things is more amplified. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. And I felt a lot more connected to these two characters than I have seeing them period point blank. Like I felt like I bought into them at this point in time and their story. And I was very invested in them as characters and I wanted them to make up and I didn't want her to die um, or get trapped in the mirror realm. Like I, I enjoyed Harriet's entire arc that we got to see this episode. We got to see her as a little girl in the 1950s. And then in 1985 where, you know, she becomes this um, rebellious teenager. She wants to read about all the magic, but she also wants to go out into the world. We found out that she was a Brickville student, which we kind of knew already from before. And that was the point with where we started off in 1952 was the fact that the librarian, uh, Ariel's mother said, you know, from a young age, you can tell she had a thirst for knowledge and her mother didn't Mm -hmm. want Harriet to be in a story since that isn't always a good thing. Right. Which is why she was so protective of her and wanted her to stay in the library because she was out looking for Villary and stuff. Right. Yeah. And it was just a whole thing. And with that arc, I was like really getting drawn in. Like I was like, oh my God, the librarian's her mother. Who knew? I didn't see that coming whatsoever. (laughs) And, yeah, like you said, in 1985, she was more rebellious and everything. But still, we see that her mother is steadfast in the rules. No one without a library card can read the books. And Harriet heads on back to Fillory. So then we had 2007, where Harriet returns to try to check out a book. We can tell that her mother clearly missed her. But right away, we see that she is the head librarian first. Each time Harriet visits, she tries to get her to come back to the library world, but she does ask her, you know, what book do you want to read? And she goes to get it for her. Yeah. Did you recognize that book that she took? That was the one that she gave to Penny, I think, right at the beginning or something like that, when we first met her. Yeah. Yep. Is it, yeah, it was something like I, that. It was. Yeah, that's the one she had overdue for forever. Now, in the 2007 one, when she's there, Harriet's mother said, that they needed her to come back to work because of the big blank spot was going to show up, which Harriet already knew about, and counters with, you know, maybe if they opened up the library, it wouldn't happen. You have, you can fix things by trusting people. But her mother is towing the line as head librarian, won't let anybody have anything. Right, because again, she says we're not meant to be a part of the story, we're just meant to observe but even letting other people who may be able to stop something from happening, you have to, just not anybody can come to the library and get a book. 
Yeah, that and she doesn't trust Harriet's judgment. She says uh, she has a tendency to befriend criminals, which is kind of true. Oh, yeah, it's, it's very true. But she has her own plan. She's I mean, she's working good in the world. So you but you can see that starting back from like 1952 that she's always kind of had that issue with her daughter anyhow of not she she wanted her daughter to become a librarian as well. And Harriet so didn't want to do that. Which takes us to 2018, where Harriet uh, takes Gady to the priceless artifact storage, where they're searching yep. around for the battery and don't see it, but Traveler Dude shows up, and they find a jars of powder. Yeah, was it Gavin? Yeah, that was his name. I couldn't remember what that Traveler Dude worked for me. <laughs> they take the case, and then that was the, also the great one where Katie says it's not cocaine. What, she never? <laughs> And they take the case. I just love that Katie just was like, oh, let me sniff this thing, this white substance. It it can't hurt me at all. But Harriet totally sniffs it. And she's like, whatever, I got it. It's good. And gets the power. She takes the case and they go back and Harriet runs into her mommy. And they have a little thing throw down right there. Uh, Yeah, that was cool. There is one thing about the library that gets me is how she holds her hands. Yeah. In that little like W position thing all the time, or you know her her palms are always up. It's just I find it interesting. I don't know why. It's just like okay, but that's just like the way they all um, hold their hands when they do their magic. Everybody has their preferred um, stance or rhythm to the magic. I guess maybe it's just their personal touch on things. But she's always standing like that. Yeah. So she's always ready to do magic. Is what. Is that what you're going with? I mean, you got to be. You never know what's going to go down. So now that makes me wonder, has she ever not, when we've seen her before, has she ever not had her hands up like that? I can't remember. Has she been comfortable with who was there and not on a defensive pose like she's worried that her daughter is going to do something? Uh, no, because she's always worried. Even back when we first saw her, remember the, the guys, uh, they had come to the library and they were messing around with the books. So she's always been in protection mode when it comes to the library itself. Okay. So, oh, we'll go. Uh, she's always in protection mode. She's always ready to go, ready to take yep. somebody out. Yeah. She is the librarian. You better shh no. and don't touch. <laughs> shush it. Shush it. <laughs> but she doesn't actually stop. Um, Harriet. She lets Harriet go because she can't go against her daughter. Yeah, it's her kid. She can't hurt her. And Harriet almost makes it through the glass until uh, Traveler Dude shows up, grabs the case from her, and pushes her into the mirror, and then breaks the mirror. Now, this is the part that got me because she had a second or two where she could have stopped it with magic but didn't do it. Yeah. Then it go. Did she wear burn all her magic out that she had just making that little first uh, force field or what? I don't know. And with him throwing the trash can into the mirror, breaking the mirror, the bridge is gone. Does that mean that Harriet and Victoria are gone? I think they're lost right now, and um, they'll have to be found. I don't know where they may be lost. Are they stuck in the middle of just? The abyss. I, who I don't know. But Possibly th- this was and, also, somewhere in the in between. Well, this is also the scene that I. It was really impactful for me at that moment in time, because we had gone through the whole thing with Harriet, 
of not hearing anything. I heard footsteps, but that's all I heard, but I, my big surround sound system. Um, but you hear nothing at all until yeah. Harriet goes through the mirror bridge and tells Victoria to run, and then there's a crashing of glass. Oh, yeah. And it was just like, it just really brought it in. It was, I, yeah, it, it's basically like kind of like the moment in... Um, What was, the last, what was it The Force Awakens the last one that came out? Uh, Jedi. The Last Jedi? Yeah. It was kind of like that moment in The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. and you know the one we all know, where there was no sound for like 10 seconds. Uh, yeah. And it just sucked you into that moment. And I'm not going to spoil it. If you haven't seen it, there's a section where, yeah, and it's, you're just, because you're at the theater and you're just watching it going, holy crap, that just happened on TV, on the big screen. And there's a reason why there's no sound. And this is the same thing with that as the glass crashing was the in breaking of the bridge. Yeah. It it was just really good that they added that in there because it was really impactful. And with that, we have the flashback where Penny goes to talk with Benedict and tells him how, you know, he knows that he was the only one who cried when he died. And Sylvia is going to take him to the library, to where he be a map to, to the library map room, where he's going to be a big deal. And we see Penny putting the key in the book, mm-hmm. and he sends the book up. And I th- still think she double crossed him. Uh, see, I, I like Sylvia. I don't want her to have double crossed him. I mean, I love Alice too, but we all know she'll do some shady shit to get her magic back. Or did she actually double cross him, or was that what Cassandra wrote and she just went, I guess I got to go by this? I don't know. Triple cross? Because once it's written, she can't do anything. Right. This is true. As, I mean, yeah, because that's what Sylvia said. It is written. And she just goes with it because it's already written. I don't know. I. Maybe there's more to well, there's more to the story, so we'll find out more. Uh, Katie and Q get the key that burped out of a dragon, and <laughs> they cool. left through the bridge while Penny was still stuck there. And yeah, my Penny's getting dragged off by librarian security guards, and that's all we know. That was the end of it. Yeah, he did sign that contract. Like, I wonder if he'll get in trouble for breach of contract. It's not exactly his fault that uh, he's in the state he's in. Mm-hmm. Like, how can he serve you if he's like this? Exactly. He can't really travel when he's not a traveler. Yeah, unless their magic can do something about it. Well, just, yeah, maybe. But I guess we'll have to see on that one, too. There's yeah. a lot going on. There's a lot of questions I have for next episode. Oh, absolutely. But that whole Harriet section, that was brilliant. I loved it. It was so good. And I, I'm with you. I mean, this is like one of my top favorite episodes. Yeah, like both the heist episodes are my favorite episodes of the series. Like, I don't know what that says about me, but they were they were pretty cool. That, maybe it's that it involves most of the cast. Right, and it's all that jailbreaking that you do. Oh. Yes, it is. I love jailbreaking. I wasn't supposed to Sorry. Oh, well. <laughs> and funnily enough, my other favorite part of the episode was all Finn. Like, I really enjoyed Finn this episode. Right, Finn does actually come out and she, she has good words of wisdom, but she's... I like that she's getting more of a spot into things also. And I need I need to see her go and develop up more. But I'm also still curious about Faye. I mean, seriously, where's she at? 
I think she'll pop up again, especially with all the stuff that we know that's happened with the fairies now. Like, I think she's going to be a very val- valuable asset. And then, of course, we have Margot and Elliot who are in, on trial, and we didn't re- exactly get to see the results of that trial. All right. Man, a lot, of, a lot of stuff looking up for next week. I'm telling you. Yeah, yeah. You got anything else on this? Um, just, uh, again, that I enjoyed seeing Alice as uh, Cassandra. And I like that... Uh, the library. Somebody was talking about Alice's knowledge boner, and that she was a book tart. That was really cool. Yeah, that was the uh, traveler librarian guy. Yeah, and of course, uh, Finn told Alice that she needed some space from her old ball and cock, and she knew what she said. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah, other than that, like awesome. Yeah, I love this episode. So good. Yes, looking forward to the next one. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com and check out some of the other killer articles we have posted there. You can check out some of our older podcasts for Van Helsing, Butcher's Block, 12 Monkeys, uh, Winona Earp, all sorts of stuff. Uh, We're going to be talking about the new show coming up on Freeform Siren later on this month. It airs at the end of the month. It's really good. Under the Sea, Mermaid, (laughs) not... Not your Disney, well, it is Disney form, but never. It's not Ariel, trust me. It's definitely not yeah. Ariel. And also, there are a lot of great and awesome writers over at Pure Fandom, so check out some of their amazing work. Definitely. And if you have any thoughts or comments about this episode, let us know in the comments section below or hit us up on the Twitter or Facebook page. And until next time, be nice to your local librarian, otherwise they'll lock you in the mirror realm. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.